Hi there, Andrew here. We're putting feelers out for the idea of sponsors for the show. We have grown to a sizable audience of legal professionals, and we'd love to find a way to get the resources to continue to grow the show and spend more time on it. This might take the form of more longer form, maximum minimum competence episodes, or longer daily episodes, or maybe short interviews. We've had a couple of inquiries regarding sponsorship, but want to get feedback from all of you, the listeners. If you have thoughts or have a sponsor in mind that you think would be a good fit, shoot me an email at andrew at We're still very much in the brainstorming stage, so all ideas are good ideas. So ends the housekeeping segment. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to a Maximum Minimum Competence episode. Essentially, time permitting and given a major legal news story, we'll try to get you a bit more up to speed than we can in our short-form daily news show for a weekend show. Still about five minutes, still no promises. All right, so with expectations and explanations out of the way, the subject today is the major questions doctrine, which has come up recently in the context of student loans, but has significance independent of where you stand on the question of loan forgiveness. Let's take a deeper look at the major questions doctrine, which kind of sounds like a military officer with a hyphenated last name. Congress often grants power to agencies for regulating specific aspects of society using general or broad terms. Nonetheless, the Supreme Court has ruled in several cases that if an agency intends to settle an issue of great national importance, its action must be backed by a clear approval from Congress. This principle is known as the Major Questions Doctrine or Major Rules Doctrine, and even though the Supreme Court did not use this term in a majority opinion before 2022, it has gained steam quickly and comes up with some frequency. A quick primer. Agencies are often required to interpret statutes that grant them regulatory power. In the event of a dispute, courts may need to review these interpretations to determine if an agency has exceeded its authority. In other words, the regulatory agency is told to achieve some end, takes some action, or fails to take some action to achieve that end, and someone withstanding feels that was not what Congress intended. Sometimes, courts will defer to an agency's interpretation of an unclear statute. The Supreme Court has stated that, in general, courts interpret statutory language within its context and with consideration of its place within the overall statutory scheme. However, In cases where the agency's claim of authority involves an issue of significant economic and political importance or broad authority, the court has suggested that courts should be cautious in concluding that Congress intended to grant such authority. The major questions doctrine is the idea that the Supreme Court has denied agency claims of regulatory authority when the underlying issue is one of significant economic or political importance and Congress has not expressly empowered the agency with authority over the issue. Furthermore, the Supreme Court has noted that Congress seldom grants significant regulatory authority through modest, vague, subtle, or ambiguous language in major question cases. If that seems like a bit of a tautology, that's because it is. The major questions doctrine has been used by the Supreme Court to reject agency claims of regulatory authority in various cases, including MCI Telecom Corp v. AT&T holding that the FCC cannot modify certain tariff requirements, FDA v. Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corp limiting the FDA's regulation of tobacco products, Whitman v. Trucking Association, Inc., limiting the EPA's regulation of air quality, Gonzalez v. Oregon, limiting an AG's regulation of assisted suicide drugs as controlled substances, and UARG, limiting the EPA's ability to extend greenhouse gas emission standards from cars to stationary sources. Conversely, however, in Massachusetts v. EPA, the court rejected the EPA's argument, based on the major questions doctrine, that it did not have the legal authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions from motor vehicles. There, the court found the Clean Air Act granted such a sweeping mandate to the EPA so as to capture and consider things like greenhouse gas emissions from motor vehicles. 
The major questions doctrine applies to issues of vast economic and political significance that lack clear congressional authorization, and there, the court was essentially saying there was clear congressional authorization. That said, the court has not specifically specified what legislative acts could constitute such authorization, so we are left to determine from deductive reasoning. It is worth mentioning here the Chevron Doctrine. The interplay between the Chevron Doctrine and the Major Questions Doctrine has not yet been clarified. In some cases, the court has treated the Major Questions Doctrine as an exception to Chevron, but that has not been universally true. The Chevron Doctrine is a legal principle that requires courts to defer to an agency's interpretation of a statute it administers if the statute is ambiguous and the agency's interpretation is reasonable. The doctrine originated from a 1984 U.S. Supreme Court case, Chevron USA v. Natural Resources Defense Council, Inc. The Chevron Doctrine has been widely applied by courts since then across the United States in cases involving administrative law and regulatory issues. However, the doctrine has also been the subject of criticism and controversy among legal scholars and practitioners. It is also not clear how it would limit the major questions doctrine or vice versa. So how does this all apply to student loans? Well, remember that the escape hatch here would be to find a way to argue that student loan forgiveness does not constitute a major question of great national importance in terms of political and economic effects. That seems like a non-starter argument and no one is making it, so we can abandon it outright. The other way out of major questions limbo is to find existing congressional authorization for the action, and that is what the Biden administration has tried to do by way of the HEROES Act of 2003. The HEROES Act grants the Education Department the ability to, quote, waive or modify any statutory or regulatory provision in the case of a national emergency. The Biden administration contended that the COVID-19 pandemic was, or is, just such an emergency. This raises more questions. First, was the COVID-19 pandemic at any point a national emergency sufficient to trigger the HEROES Act? Implied in the phrasing of that question is a follow-up. Was the COVID-19 pandemic a national emergency sufficient to trigger the HEROES Act when the student loan forgiveness plan was put in place? There are some questions involving the connection between the national emergency and the action taken as well, as one can imagine that student loan forgiveness proponents might not agree with, say, the connection made between the pandemic and building a border wall. So there are timing and relevance issues to be considered, in addition to the question of whether forgiving student loans for some borrowers constitutes waiving or modifying statutory or regulatory provisions. Of course, the major questions doctrine has some major problems of its own. It is entirely subjective and invites uneven application. Imagine yourself on a new job. Your new boss says to handle everything in the mailroom so that mail is efficiently and effectively delivered to everyone in the building. She asks that you not come bother her unless you have a major question, to which you ask what qualifies, and she returns anything that will have major economic impact on the business, the employees, or the building itself. How confident are you that you have a complete understanding of the contours of when you should and shouldn't go bug your boss? What about an undeliverable piece of mail? How about a missing stamp? How about a box with scrawled handwriting that is audibly ticking? Who knows? So, regardless of your position on the economic wisdom or social justice of furthering student loan forgiveness, there are some major questions that need to be answered. And, honestly, maybe the major questions doctrine needs to be reconsidered entirely. This news story will definitely be developing over the coming months and years, but for now, enjoy your maximum minimum competence on the major questions doctrine. <laughs>